ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this fine Thursday night. Press our esports the duck coming to you live. Maybe not so much live. Uh, here with me as always, Matthias Rudder and Dainty Jocko. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining uh, another week in the books. Uh, we've got one final week uh, before playoffs. Uh, and so three matchups left to go uh, that could decide some things. Uh, taking a look real quick at the standings. And where, why is that not full screen? Mm -hmm. Pardon me, but this needs to be full screen. Stretch the screen. Boom. Look at that. Um, so sitting in first place, first place for Demacia, Dawning Shadow, uh, 11, Curtain Call, 11, they play this week, uh, Hijack against Equalizer, or no, not Hijack against Equalizer, uh, Hijack in second, uh, Equalizer third, uh, because of the head-to-head, -head. Demonic Ascension in the fourth slot, uh, the box in fifth and final spark in sixth. Um, because of that tiebreak up top, uh, the box and final spark are out of it. Uh, so the top five uh, will be going into playoffs. Uh, Noxus standings, Spray and Prey in first place with 11, having one game remaining. Spirit Rush uh, complete at 11 in the second spot. Perfect Execution complete in the third slot with 10. Let's Bounce complete with nine. Assault and Battery still has one left at eight, and Dominus still has one left at seven. And Super Mega Death Rocket uh, is mathematically out. Uh, so lots of things can uh, fall into place with these few games remaining uh, in the season. And uh, we're going to uh, go straight into talking about those games um, and predictions. Uh, so Curtain Call against Dawning Shadow. Should be pretty insane. I believe this is the series uh, that is set to be casted Monday night. Um, Matthias, you want to give us uh, your 2-0 for the week? My gut is going to go with Curtain Call. I think the homies have figured it out. I think the Super They've Protect... They've been practicing tonight? They have. They are constantly in their chats, actually, um, which is pretty cool to see the homies hang out. Um, with Hobbit obviously having, like, competitive kills and deaths for the league it's just it just makes sense that you know their super friends comp is gonna work out definitely uh taco you uh have any dainty leaks uh for this series or uh some spicy predictions uh i mean our i made my predictions like i already have them written down uh i said 2-0 curtain call solely because when I said Curtain Call was going to 2-0, they actually followed through. When I believed in um, Dawning Shadow and they said, we never give them a 2-0 and I gave them a 2-0, they didn't 2-0. <laughs> so I can't trust them anymore. So it's solely on prediction rate prior. No, I actually think Curtain Call it looks really good. Uh, Dawning Shadow, like, when I believe 1-1 against Spray and Prey. So it's... Mm -hmm. It's weird to kind of say, like, um, it's going to be a 2-0, but honestly, I'm just kind of going with what uh, to what would avoid, like, a tiebreaker. 
Because either right. way, like one team, one team has to two zero. Otherwise, there's going to be some sort of way they're going to have to d- make a decision on a tiebreaker somehow. So I kind of feel like this is going to be the Shiglets versus Cookie Meth game. Uh, yeah. Um, I think it also because um, I think you're going to see a lot of bands thrown at Hobbit. I'm presume you're going to see a lot of bands thrown at uh, Who I Smokey. So, aka Quezzy, that would leave Cookie Meth and Shiglets to run whatever they so choose. Yeah, but I think you also could just ban like what they've been mainly getting their wins on. So, like mm-hmm. Quezzy would be Silas, Shiglets would be Lee, and then like um, you could maybe take something else away from uh, the bot lane or something, but. Um, you just kind of want to take away like at least what they've had the most agency on and the most wins on. Um, I mean the same thing applies to curtain call, obviously. Though yep. I still believe banning like Hobbit stuff isn't the right way to do it. But I mean, only uh, there's only been like one team in uh the total of the regular season that like hobbit actually agreed they banned the right stuff um i mean i'm not going to say who that was but uh, <laughs> well, they, if somebody does enough investigation through the screenshots they've got access yeah exactly i mean that's the thing like the resources are there so if you don't do your homework or you for some reason don't know that they play yasuo bot lane that's on you yep if so like yeah I mean, I think Dying Shadow always comes out with a good plan, um, but I'm just stating what I would... I'm just saying who should... Uh, I'm just going with who I think should 2-0. Yep. Or win the top of the... Bre- so win the top I, of the I will say this to both teams. Do not tie. Because then it comes down to time, which is the most... Not most ridiculous, but uh, it's up there as far as uh, this determining a tiebreaker so that we don't delay playoffs. Uh, so, yeah, do yourselves a favor. Don't tie. 1 uh, 1 would not be ideal. Uh, so, if you think you're going to lose uh, game two, just go ahead and throw um, and finish out in, in the second place seed and go from there. Um, I think that Dawning Shadow is going to 2-0 Curtain Call. Ooh, okay. I I'm going to go against the grain uh, and hopefully I like I cast it. I like it. Dawning Shadow. Uh, the only but, one point like, I wanted to introduce into this is they both had bye weeks last week. So they've had plenty of time to like make any amount of adjustments they need to going into this very important next game. Yeah. True, true. Um, next up, we have Hijack against Assault and Battery. Uh, Assault and Battery did some fun things last week uh, and did not have a good outing against Let's Bounce, who is absolutely on a tear, uh, which they've done on the back half of the season before. Uh, And Hijack seems to be uh, keeping on the up and up. So I'm going to go ahead and predict a 1-1. For the sake of... You know, like tiebreakers and whatnot. Um, AB, uh, 
did ha does have the two over Dominus, so mm -hmm. even if Dominus two O's brain prey, that'd be impressive. Um, uh, AB still wins out, and yep. then it comes down to let's bounce and uh, Dominus yep. on the tie. Um, so for um, I mean, just for that cushion, I guess AB would really, really like to at least win a game. Um, and I think they should revert and go back to their originally original yeah, lineup. I think don't fix what's that, not broken. Yeah, like you may have lost, like uh, you may have had some one ones in certain series with your old lineup and thought something was wrong, but the last lineup was just not it. Uh, that's the only way to describe it. Like that was just not it. Um. And so we'll talk the, more about it, yeah, but so, so uh, I'm going to say 1-1. Because I believe Hijack can take a game. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, in the right scenarios, Hijack can 2-0. Yeah. Matthias? I, I think it would be a little harder, though, if for them to 2-0. Yeah. You know, if Hijack didn't look, you know a little bit better than they have and if a and b had looked like they've been slipping the past week or two you know like it might man if you'd asked me a week ago i would have said a and b too well and i like i like sticking with the two o's i think it makes for spicier predictions <laughs> um, yeah but you're almost a hundred percent last week because you had one your first ever I one one i know it was pretty good call it was but yeah if there was one to one one, it'd it'd probably be this one. But but <laughs> I think Hijack's gonna two oh. Oh going okay. against the green. Okay, I like it. Uh and that leaves spray and spray and prey against Dominus. And Did you Taco, say a one one? I said one one, yeah. Okay. And Taco, I'll let you kick this one off. Uh, for the sake of, uh, I would love to see tie tie here. <laughs> I'm gonna say a two zero for Dominus. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> well, while we say it comes down to time, it would be dope if the teams could, you know, meet on Wednesday or something and like schedule a game. Because it would just be one game. It uh, wouldn't yeah. be I, I like think that two is games. Much it would more be one a game. fair outcome than time. Yeah. So it would be like one game to play. Um, obviously, that kind of stinks because depending on um, because it's depend uh, if they two zero, it is uh, trying to figure out who's fourth or fifth, um, which gives them less time to strategize for whoever they're yep. playing the next week which i think ultimately anyways they're just play each other um so yeah but uh yeah i'm I, i'm saying the 2-0 because i the tie would be awesome to have some tiebreaker games would be cool oh gross yeah um, i'm pretty easy for uh, me to throw out the spray and pray 2-0 nothing against dominus and their team they are determined on improving and that is a good quality to have but a little I late mean, in the season i and see that's the play. thing dominus is going to play you know three straight games where they with no bye week so they went a little bit of a break kind of around all stars um and then i think had a bye white right after that so it, it 
it just seems like that they're, you know, a little bit late in the season to climb when really they've just been off. Yeah. Um, and so it's, they've been, you know, either two O's or one ones. If you look at their standings, uh, they're in a prime spot to land up in playoffs and, uh, keep on going. Yeah. Y'all have the faith more power to y'all, but the, the gecko herbo, when they want to kick somebody out of playoffs, I, I, I think they got the spirit. I mean, there is the rat. Um, the rat versus the gator. This is this is unfortunately going to the rat. I mean, gators eat rats for breakfast. So, how many how many how many gators have you seen eat a rat? Have you been to Disney how many, lately? How many rats have you seen be a gator? <laughs> <laughs> My answer is the same. So there's a possibility, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, I. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna cheat out and say one one. Uh, Dominus, one of us will be right. Yeah, Dominus looks really good, um, and you know, Spray and Prey does too. So, yeah, uh, could uh, all these games could uh, have really epic proportions on uh, this coming Monday? So it's gonna be uh, fun to watch for sure. And um, I'll call it right now. In addition to the 2-0, I will not be surprised if Herbo plays Yumi Yi again. Just to, just to put a cap on it. Are you willing to uh, dye your hair if you're inaccurate on that assessment? Well, the... all they need to do is ban it. That, like, just to screw right. you over. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, though. I'd be interested in some kind of bet for playoff type betting absolutely oh i'm for Certainly sure betting now. on i'm okay. for sure betting on playoffs. we can we can absolutely maybe take some crowd opinions even you know mm, absolutely yeah. crowd opinions in this league is very dangerous <laughs> 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 oh me um so let's uh chat about last week uh or actually yeah. taco uh since you're the most versed uh I, I think that we are going to go with kind of your last proposal for playoffs. And it's a shift on what I said last week and a shift on what I've told captains. Uh, so we will definitely need to post in captain's chat to let uh, at least the captains know what's what and everybody else can figure out via the duck. Um, but yeah, go. definitely uh, clue them in. Oh, so you uh, were thinking about the cross. I, um, I'm so... conceding to your idea and we'll see how this oh. flies. Okay. Um, so the idea is to do like a cross bracket. So instead of the divisions playing, playing against each other, while I think that would be fun and all, it's just, it would just be a longer regular season essentially. Um, and so our thought was to allow, um, like some newer games to kind of happen. So um fourth place of like demacia will play fifth place of uh noxus and um vice versa and then like third place of uh noxus would play second place of demacia but demacia's second place would be on the opposite side of the bracket away from first um away from for first demacia so that there's like you know the off chance we get like a noxus noxus uh final or like a demacia demacia final mm -hmm. i mean also that we could still end up with you know 
number one versus number one. Um, yep. It just, I I was just thinking more uh, like world style because they usually take the uh, top two teams yep. from groups and then like literally put them all on different sides of the bracket uh, for a knockout stage. Um, also, I just think like it literally gives everybody somewhat of an equal advantage in uh, playoffs to uh, that they're all facing like new teams, unless for a weird coincidence that like um, a team gets to face a team that they played in the regular season. Uh, but we won't know that until we see how these uh, tiebreakers fall yeah, out. So uh, another thing uh, to finish this off. Uh, we have been uh, in talks with uh, leadership from the For Fun League, uh, and they are going to take uh, their better two teams, and we are going to take our uh, final two teams uh, from the playoff bracket and uh, do a single uh, round robin uh, over the course of two weeks uh, against the guys from For Fun. Um, you know, just keeping it in a friendly atmosphere and kind of our f first uh, foray into uh, against another league, so to speak. Uh, but I'm, you know, working with uh, their guy because uh, I know their league just ended and, you know, just wanting to make sure that their team alignment is similar to ours so that neither is a, oh, well, we have five plats against your, you know, whatever the roster is. Um, and so we're trying to uh, balance that and make that even. I know they are uh, looking to start up soon again and uh, keep building on what they've already started. So uh, we're excited to uh, dive into that partnership uh, with them and, uh, you know, give pointers if they ask for them. If not, uh, we're just happy to, you know, have another uh, kind of recreational development league kind of in the, in the works. So uh, on to the discussions related to uh, this past week. Uh, Taco, I believe you are up first. Uh, I have pictured Demonic Ascension against the box. Game one, according to the uh, file name. Okay, so this game, these games were, uh, you know, pretty chaotic in the beginning. And as much as I like, as much as like you want to believe in League of Legends, even in fives, that there's always a way to come back uh, in a game. There is. I actually don't think that there was any way for Let's Bounce to come back after the first like six minutes of the game. Um, Let's bounce. Our, 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 uh, the box. Arcana just like put on a clinic and was 4 0 before four minutes. Like it was insane. Um, well, and was, I, to be honest, like, well, he, so to be honest, his double kill top was a little, um, like right place, uh, or being at the right place at the right time. Um, because they had ganked or Kane had killed the, uh, Tom Kench top, but, for some reason, Queen also flashed forward, even though Kane was definitely going to get the kill. And honestly, it could have just been a Kane dies and Talia, you know, um, gets that kill, but 
uh, Queen's Karma still lives. Um, And then, uh, for some reason, Queen doesn't TP back to top, and they decide to fight this Talia in the jungle, and I, I mean, honestly, it just looked really greedy from more sleep, uh, because he secured his blue, and then for some reason he was like, no, I have to fight for my Gromp, but it's like, you just use Smite to secure your blue, and your Karma is, has Q, uh, W, so doesn't have the shield for you, um, has the, uh, like, root, but if they just walk away, um, and she has no flash, and she walks forward and just gets knocked up by the Talia, then she's kind of in trouble. Um, and then Gacha was also basically under turret, no mana. Um, so him moving over wasn't really going to help because Trindamir was just going to follow. We had another mid Trindamir, which was like very aggressive. And um, I mean, it was a different matchup. It wasn't the same as Kill Monkeys and uh, Cocaine's, where it was like. Zarephin to uh, Trin. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, after that skirmish, uh, the Talia came out 4-0 and just honestly ran away with the game. And Karma just could never get to items. I actually think um, there was some build mistakes that, like, at like looking at the team comp, I would think that the karma is like not really meant to build AP and those items are expensive. And when you're already this far behind and like, like 40 CS down before eight minutes, um, you should just go kind of the support, uh, support of the build, I think, um, or even just go tank honestly at that point. Um, and yeah, I just unfortunately it didn't matter if Otaku and Worthy Dust were winning their lane, which they really weren't really winning their lane anyways. Mommy Senpai and Ducko were playing really well in the matchup. Um so that was kind of just game one. And then game two, um I don't think we like want to admit this when people are playing, but I think it was just straight up like tilted from game one. And there were just a lot of like plays coming from the box that just didn't make sense. And again, builds just kind of didn't make sense. Like you're playing into a Karma and Talia and both APs, and there's zero MR on the side of uh, Gacho. Um, like Wit's End is kind of a known item for uh Aurelia and he just didn't build it for some reason. Um so yeah, like I mean hands down like it was going to be a hard game for them because while they do have more sleep, Arcana's in that same ballpark as a jungler, but he also he has Synopsis with him who is a 875. So and even top is a 500. So just like on the top side of the map, there is a value uh, discrepancy, despite what was going on in the bot lane, which again, Ducko and Mommy Senpai were playing totally fine in the bot lane. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I will ask this of you. Uh, and mm -hmm. what is your biggest surprise for the box? across the entire season? 
Well, honestly, I think if they just ran with this from the get-go, maybe they don't have like three losses in a row. Like maybe they have some one ones in there. Because um the gotcha. Uh-huh. Uh because like I mean I know that uh Spurgeon sub for them, but like again, having more sleep and worthy dust not playing in their main roles, I, I think was really not smart because their values are set to that level for their for their main roles. Like we're we're not judging them as a universal player. Um, like I mean, truthfully, if Worthy Dust was to say I'm signing up as mid, he would not be the value he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, I think yeah, I think the experimentation should literally happen game week one, and then realized it wasn't going to work, and then immediately just went back and went to like the original plan. Um, because it just became unfortunate that like they're really uh like playing a close close like games that they have it comes down to like a half to win or like a half right. to two oh yep so fair enough uh, yep. next series was perfect execution against dominus uh this was the game that was casted uh, bonkers came in and uh subbed in for gecko bronze uh game one it was a yeah it was a, a dominus win um you know had uh no that was game two wasn't it wasn't dominus fizz game won two? game one no no game one so fizz dominus was dominus won game one okay yeah, and that's it right. was uh, yeah, Dominus won game one with Fizz. Fizz. Yeah, yeah, and uh, this was the, uh, the Leon Dominus. Yeah, Amumu was, was game two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what we learned in uh, across the series is KB Jelly does not respect uh, Brother Vintage and his Morgana. <laughs> uh, Vintage was landing cues uh, pretty much the entire series, uh, but you know. King Leon did an excellent job uh, as well as Envy, uh, you know, being the carries in game one and Vix were uh, 5 1 and 16 on this sack pick, uh, yeah. which was pretty significant. Uh, yeah, you know, I got to watch it. And to be true, to be honest, I'm not really understanding the choice with the Sivir. Like, you built crit. Uh, why not just pick in like a traditional AC that likes to like really build crit? Because we've seen mostly yeah, more of you, definitely lethality. Pick. You know, yeah, and yeah. I see, you definitely see lethality from like the well, more aggressive. Trinity tibbles, have but... the highest damage in the game at the end of it. She still did, yeah. 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 Um, I was going to say that the the higher, the easier to execute comp definitely came from Dominus, right? You have your clear, oh teams, yeah, you have your clear front lines and whatnot. Sivir was a DPS uh, answer to the beefiness of Dominus and the utility pick to give her Zenzel and Mordekaiser access to the targets they needed. Um, yeah. It was just unfortunate that Tarek could not quite peel Fizz and Vayne off, and um, credit to Leon, he was playing his butt off too. Yeah, um, like the Tarek ult just comes down too slowly yeah, for just, you to And I also really think that uh, Perfect Execution is dependent upon Insert, 
to you know have a very successful lane um which yeah i had a question about that did he pick second round because like they they double banned him in the first round and it's like okay why not just lock in jackson be like all right counter me like figure out what you have to do that's what happened in game two yeah i mean uh, yeah clearly it, it, it it did work uh after you know, when the team switched sides, perfect execution uh, did land uh, on the Jacks pick, and it it felt uh, pretty close because the kill count was twenty four to twenty seven, um, but the towers uh, and objectives are a completely different story. Uh, perfect execution was able to you know knock down eight eight towers. Uh, did excuse me? Did get a Baron? Did get a Rifty? Uh, got three Drakes. Uh, and insert was doing work with the jacks, and you know, bonkers, uh, absolutely out of his mind. Classic Lee Sin, I classic mean, Lee just Sin game. Yeah, anytime he landed a cue, it wasn't even a question of if he was going to go in or if it My was mind, just a tell hey, me no. Yeah, it, he yeah, in <laughs> every single time. Uh, KB Jelly bringing up the Amumu support. Uh, which we've now seen seen a few different games and uh, becoming a thing. And yeah, we I saw took... Ducko play it too, man. It's the yep. double stun on top of the ult when you do hit six. It's like you sit your butt down. You yeah. sit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, bringing out the jinx uh, was definitely enough to pole vault them over Dominus in uh, game two and send it to the one one tie. Uh, but it was a it was a really good series. Uh, Say it, uh, pilt over the top, mm. pilt over, jinx, pilt yeah, over. I, I yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> <laughs> so equal, excuse me, equalizer against Final Spark. Oh, well, actually, um, Dominus has one game left, uh, perfect execution. Uh, they are done. Matthias, what is the one thing that surprised you about perfect execution over the course of this season? One thing that surprised me about perfect execution is they they switched it up quite a bit. If I remember right, KB Jelly was not always the support. KB Jelly was mid. Right. Yeah, they only changed it because Gecko wasn't here yep. that week. I think and I think Trinity and Satisfate were bought one game and they switched that up too. Um, they they really juggled how they threw their team around, still trying to find the answers, and it it was commendable because they made a lot of made a lot of things work, but nothing just seemed to stick. But um, the I think flexibility in third currently, each... so let's not say it didn't stick. <laughs> <laughs> the the flexibility of their team is what's insane. Um, prior to a game, they can really just manage their team. Like, all right, as far as matchups go, these are going to give us the best matchups in these lanes. What champs can we, and what team comps can we form with here? I think that's awesome. You don't find that in every comp at all. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so equalizer against final spark. Um, it was the last game for each of these teams. Uh, proxied me a PhD came back into the league as a, Sub, this is his first game. Uh, Equalizer did come out on top. Uh, the Nykert show was in full effect, uh, as well as Dizzy Dreamer being a part of that. And then they even had supporting roles from Interasian and uh, Wookiee Monster. Uh, so it, Samira, definitely the, the go-to 
uh, selection. And not, you know, no real bad score lines uh, on the side of Final Spark either. Uh, yeah. You know, one second, please. You know, the zero eleven. But again, that's a, you know, two hundred fifty k player uh, going up against a, you know, pair of uh, very high golds. Uh, so you kind of, you know, you expect that to some degree. Uh, it's not like Alistair's a support mage. You know, he's yeah, definitely in yep. the thick of it. His job yeah. is to last as long as possible. Exactly. Yeah. So. I t- I actually uh, did watch these games, and to honestly, like Kazuto. There were he was very very close to actually one v five like one v nineing this game. Cassiopeia like, is by far one of his scariest champions. As yeah, far as just like managing a game, it is terrifying. Yeah, there was um there was actually yeah there was actually um I think a slight uh misstep and obviously proxy is not their their top laner so coordination might not wasn't going to fully be there. But um, there was a cross-map play where they killed the top laner, and then um, after he had already TP'd back to top, so like you could just take in so many plates and whatnot, or like take in Rifty, and Shen had ult up. And I guess he was looking at the play in front of him instead of bot lane. But if he was looking at bot lane, they could have like he could have ulted onto the Ezreal and or onto Gaunt's uh, on the Jin, and they could have like killed uh, Nightcrit under turret. Like it, it was just kind of like one of those moments where I was watching, watching it, and I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna kill Nightcrit here, and then the t- and then the ulting come down, and I'm like, ah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> like, I mean, if there was more coordination, and maybe I'll say it this, happened. They, they held Perfy to a four four seven on one of his best champs, Kale. Yeah. Oh yeah, they attacked him early. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's what you gotta uh, do. You gotta put Kale under a bus early because she will crawl out eventually. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, game two, uh, more of the same. Wookie Monster had a heck of a game. 10-0-3 and three on Zenzel. Everybody did. Nykrit, 10-0-8 on Mr. 200 Years. Uh, and I <laughs> don't remember if I've seen Dizzy play Senna before. Uh, not this season. Okay. I know he played it last season oh, a couple of times. Um. um yeah, straight up this uh this game was just like honestly um like top just kind of one uh jungle unfortunately I I'm not really sold on Kane uh, like honestly I feel like a lot of the people that have been playing Kane besides Gecko Bronze have been like kind of like you know just winning cuz the rest of the maps winning um but when you're like playing Kane and and you have like your top lane isn't necessarily going to be like able to come help you all the time or you're uh you have a immobile like no uh CC mid laner it's going to be hard I, I feel like the Zin's just going to win yep. every time plus well, like this is the Kane first is time that Die Hardy has played in I think 3 weeks yeah so like I I mean I'll give it I'll like not hold it over his head, but I mean the same thing. Like Morsley played Kane into like Talia, and Talia's not like Talia's like a solid early game champion, and like Kane gets better when he gets form. So yeah. like 
early game Kane, I don't think is like good. And if you don't have the like kind of support around you, you're gonna have a hard time. Yeah, you definitely need you definitely need you know your supporting lanes. And I was gonna say like it didn't really look like they had a chance to really get in this one. It's kind of you know 15k at 22 minutes is quite the obscure. It definitely seemed like just overall yep. taking over. You would like to see some kind of frozen heart or something, but they literally just weren't in the game long enough to get that gold. So yeah. I uh I, I was this is our fastest game. Twenty two minutes? I don't think so. I think Spray and Prey had a twenty one. Yeah, oh. was, yeah. It was close um, to twenty one. So I say this I played uh one game for Final Spark and Gots and Die Hardy uh may have the best attitudes in the entire league uh Ooh. about treating this as, you know, just absolute for fun, you know, hanging out and playing some league on Monday nights. Uh, they, you know, we obviously did not have a good outing uh, when I was out there with them. And it was, you know, the the all for fun show, uh, which was good to see. Uh, the other thing, you know, I know we're supposed to limit to one thing, but uh, Kazuto, absolute monster in mid lane. Uh, he is just a force. So, um, yeah. Matthias, uh, you want to uh, throw out the your one vision you had uh, about Equalizer on the entire season? Equalizer on the entire season. Shout out to Enter for picking up yet another lane. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> you started at, where do, you, do you even start at ADC? I feel like you started, no, started at top lane on a different... Yeah, on my team, he was top, and then he was jungle, and then he was ADC, and then here he's mid, so, like, kudos to him, man. Well, he started in jungle on this team. Yeah. No, because he was picked on a different team, and he got oh, traded that's right. to this There's team. A trade. He, was, he was on hijack before. Okay. So, well, that was, like, before even a game happened, wasn't it? Uh no, I think we had like at least Ooh, maybe I, maybe we had like the openers, the preseason, like the, Pre, yeah, 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 the yeah, preseason. Yeah. Regardless, um, shout out to him for just rolling with the punches. Um, I underestimated certainly uh, Wookie Monster. Uh, I had seen him in uh, in houses prior to the season. I was really hoping he would expand, and he certainly did. His jungle is definitely pulling some aggro. And um, it was awesome to see Perfy and uh, Dizzy and all of them play another season. Nightcrit, you know, obviously going for another trophy. How selfish of him. Uh, seriously. Um, <laughs> 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 He's got enough. <laughs> you get another shelf. But um, no, they're just, again, like you said, just great players. It's awesome. Uh, so let's bounce against Assault and Battery. I know uh, this one had some spice in the chat afterwards, some some much love between uh, top laners. Uh, but Matthias, spice in the before the games. Yeah, uh, Matthias, I think you watched the series and uh, wanted to give it a go. Yeah, um, like y'all alluded to, there was a bit of a, a spice in the chat before and after, and that's you know our classic friend. The Golden Pharaoh, he he does like to interact with the with the opponent before and after the game, and 
you know, you, you look at you look at the stat lines, and at least maybe the first game, it doesn't quite do it justice. Because you're like, oh my gosh, he went like 0-2-12. He got bodied or whatever. And albeit, yes, there were a lot of 1v1 situations where he just got beat. And you could call it close, or you could call it calculated. And that's where it ended up. Um, but there are a lot of situations that did look really, really close. Um, so it was fun to watch. It was absolutely spicy. Um, but Salt did just keep on getting those advantages and just getting one more auto attack in just to, you know, secure the kills and whatnot. And um, Vanilla it's, did come top a couple times and kind of help Cold a little bit. But if there is the biggest takeaway there, it was definitely going to be wave management. Um, the Salt, as far as getting... Uh, like his lane and experience and just consistent small advantages in the early game over his lane opponent definitely just allowed him to transition and be the, what he team needed. Now, on that same token, I don't care if Hippie said he's going jungle. You ban Anivia. <laughs> the she, that, those two are just meant for each other. You, you, you ban Anivia. He'll play it anywhere. Doom Otter Kuno will play it anywhere. I'll play it anywhere. The bird will fly through all the skies. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of confused by their bans, to be 100% honest, in the first round. Because we see Shen, Rel, Ash. And I'm kind of just like... I feel like you would rather go into you would rather him be on an ADC. Just like I know Ash is good right now, but like it, if you look up hippies op.gg, yes, he is Diamond 4, but you see majority of the games on Anivia. Why would you give the Anivia guy yep. his his one trick? Not saying that he's a one trick, but like majority of the games are Anivia. Yeah, so, he enjoys the champion just like I do. Um, but yeah, you. But they learned the second. They learned the the second game. They abandoned him in the second. It was more of a heat check, perhaps. You know, maybe, maybe. He, would he really do it? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now the second game. Um, what I liked about Assault and Battery is that they had a little bit better of a scaling game, a scaling comp. That first one, if you don't have Darius, Nocturne, Lissandra, and Leona making plays early. They'll kind of fall off a little bit later, and um, between Eager and Anivia and uh, Lilia and Set, like those two are late game power. Those four are late game powerhouses. Yeah. Um. And so in the second game, I liked Assault and Batteries comp ultimately better. Um, yeah, I did too. Except yeah. for a top lane choice, but that's that's different. Indeed. I maybe not whole a top lane choice as a whole. The whole breaker was certainly interesting. Um. But. Again, it was a lot of salt, just really good wave management. I'm pretty sure Pharaoh got to pick into him both times. Um, but, I mean, salt is known for playing Mordekaiser and for playing set. Like, if I think of the salt, it's like those two. And maybe yep. one more. I can't even think of third. But those Orn, are the Orn's the third Orn. one. Fair. Absolutely fair. Um, it's, it's literally four champs. That's Shen, Orn, Mordekaiser, set. If I don't you, see the shin very often. If you, have, yeah. if you have not come up with counters to those picks yet, I don't know what you're doing. Um, but yeah, Let's Bounce definitely had the more 
slightly more YOLO protect the carries comp and whoever gets ahead, whether it be Nocturne, the Salt, or uh, you know Mordekaiser or Vayne, just protect them kind of thing. You have Lux for other catch potential or whatnot. I did like Assault and Batteries comp the second game. I guess they just couldn't couldn't pull ahead, and this one was a, a little bit more of a, just a, a wash. Um, but yeah, that was it was certainly fun, and if someone were going to clip anything, I would clip uh, wave management because that was definitely a clinic. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I guess my only takeaway from these games is that, like, I mean, for the most part of this season, I've kind of like set defended Pharaoh and said that he has been making really good choices and whatnot, and has been like playing really well, but. It just honestly looked like he didn't prepare for this matchup. Or he vastly underestimated the salt, which is a really, really, really big mistake. Because uh, I honestly, uh, the salt has probably looked like one of the most consistent top laners um, and has more or less won almost every lane. I think he only lost like one lane, which was against like Jadud, maybe, but like that's Jadud, so that's going to happen. <laughs> Um, but like, yeah, I think, uh, well, inserts not in his, uh, section. Um, but yeah, he's been very lane dominant and he picks lane dominant champions. So like kind of have your counters set up or like play for the team fights. I mean, like, for example, game two, I mean, game one, it's a set with ignite. So when he leaves the lane to like go team fight like honestly either have tp on your top laner or go like or or, i don't know or decide okay for this one objective we're not going to go for it let's set up our side lanes push them and then look to make a pick when he's trying to rotate back top or like the rest of the team's trying to rotate back um i mean i think game one could have been a lot closer if like the team just didn't like hyper focus on like certain objectives like, sure it was a 34 minute game it was an yeah. absolute you know it was it was certainly a more of a bloodbath than the first one it was there was a lot of momentum back and forth yeah like doom was doing really well game one like i think he was 5-0 before third dragon and then the problem there is that he decided that his shutdown was worth this one dragon because his support was dead and his top laner was not going to come down because he doesn't have TP. So it's a 3v5 because the salt's there. And I'm kind of just like, wait, why don't you just take mid for free and then go clear his topside camps? Like, that one dragon is not going to break the game. But you giving over a huge shutdown when you're kind of like the guy that's in the good position right now, including Shumpo, yeah, that's going to lead to problems later on. Um, so yeah, I think that's like one thing that needs to be different. Uh, though I strongly believe that they should just revert and go back to what they had. Um, or I don't know, keep, keep, uh, bonk in top lane. Cause I don't think he's been doing poorly and again, like decide who needs to be jungle or support. But yeah, I just, I just don't think they were doing poorly. Uh, Poorly enough to like think that this is like the straight answer because, um, I again I think they had chances in both games, but they just kind of like looked really disoriented. 
yeah, yeah. changing uh, lineup will do that to you. Um, that was the uh, finish for uh, Let's Bounce on the season. So, uh, Taco, I'll give you a, a shot at biggest surprise for Let's Bounce over the course of the season. Well, I mean, in the recent weeks, I would have to say that, like, Hippie is looking like the player that we chalked him up to be in the beginning of the season. And I actually think Rogue has been looking his best in the last few weeks as well. I mean, the Salt's been really consistent. So, um, and he was always kind of like that player before he uh, left for uh, Mm -hmm. work, I think. so yeah, I, I have to give it to them with this like swap that they did or whatever because uh, Hippie and every every lane just seems to be playing a lot better. Yeah, and there was definitely some morale uh, complications early, but they've overcome and conquered and uh, surpassed uh, all of that. And their synergy and their teamwork has definitely gone through the roof. And when you got a good leader, you know that certainly helps. So kudos for. You know, uh, hippie for corralling the troops. Yep, definitely. Uh, so, last game of this uh, series, uh, or last game of last week, was Super Mega Death Rocket uh, against Spirit Rush. Uh, and I believe we got the series late. Uh, so, Taco, did you get a chance to watch any of that? I got a chance to run through it at speed four uh, uh, almost speed eight um honestly so look when you look at the screenshot for game one you're like hmm yumi top lane this seems troll and actually it did pretty well the only problem with this like this team was that um the side of smdr they just got more turrets like they sh- like a lot of the fights were really chaotic and really interesting to watch um i mean especially the bot lane the bot lane early fights were really interesting um but like excellence had a really good game even though like his score doesn't show it but he did have like ears all over the map um doom surprisingly did really well on the yumi like i thought he would just get bodied by the graves but somehow that just didn't happen but then again he also doesn't have a lot of gold on him so it's kind of like uh like yeah. he, he got really like un- horizoned a couple times yeah it, it's just fun. like it's just really unfortunate because like then i'm kind of under the impression that you should be like feeding all your gold at that point into like your into excellence and into doom and even filthy honestly uh the fill sticks um but yeah because i mean you ultimately you have two supports uh who are just sitting at below like ten thousand gold for this for this game even though it went 30 minutes so like it was it was definitely a really good game like for anybody that wants to watch it it was even it's spicy for the end of the season you know you never know they're gonna pull out yeah, um, there's definitely an interesting game. Game two? Game two, um, we saw, uh, I believe it was the Master Yi mid um, and the Dang Lilia top. Yep. Yep. With Smite. Um, 
so we finally so we also we got to see another Kogma mid. Um I think it's it's been doing kind of well in uh solo queue right now. So um, big matchups it absolutely can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I've been seeing um some phase rush and uh I think man immune is what I've been seeing. Not the oh, interesting not the uh AP, route. AP item. I mean, it's still you still go AP, but I've been seeing mana immune instead of um. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. One. You know, any kind of um, effects when you have that kind of attack speed is just going to be insane. Yeah, uh, but we see the Mumu support again, um, which obviously is kind of scary. Uh, Heard one that for, week. Yeah, it's kind of scary to for a brand and MF if that Mumu gets on you. Yeah, with yeah. Um, Not to mention. I, yeah, hide me there yeah. to help burn you down real quick. Yeah, I'm really, really curious what Doom is building second or third right now because he has a pickaxe, pickaxe and yep. a phage, I think, or whatever that is now. But um, maybe it's going to be a Sterix. I don't know. That would be really wacky. But um, excellent set, great game. Uh, Doom Slug uh, came out with a actually a good game even though there was a lot of people in his lane and silent whispers did not make it all that fun in his lane because you know the deer just you know presses q yeah. and then runs away i was gonna um, say i definitely appreciated um the the comp a little bit better you have lilia graves ye mf brand somebody's gotta somebody's gotta be up front and it's, you yeah. can't you can't lily can can stall but she can't tank you know yeah. so you have Nocturne and Gnosis and Amumu who are clear frontliners. Yeah, I think that just it just locks them up pretty quick. Yeah, and um, I mean, honestly, usually I'm kind of against uh, certain like Nocturne builds. Um, I I kind of think that you should realistically just go the um, Bruiser build, like have a Steric Gauge and yeah, stuff like yeah. that, um, and don't build Bork even if you're ahead. Um, but because oh, squishy, <laughs> yeah, because they're all squishy, this actually is totally I mean, fine. Outside of the armor boots on graves, there's literally not one other armor item in yeah. any of their builds. So yeah, you of course you go lethality and the collectors. Yeah. Um. But yeah, overall, there's there's a really there's I mean, uh, there's literally like two bangers of a game because it was just. <laughs> the wackiest stuff we'll probably see. And honestly, if like this is what Spirit Rush is going to keep doing, it's going to be really fun to watch them uh, play Fun-tose. into yeah. other teams. I mean, I think uh, the only other team that, like, especially on the Dom- uh, Demacia side, is Curtain Call that we've seen some wackiness come out of them. Um so it'll be interesting to see how uh they battle out cross map because I think they're second for sure, unless uh I mean that's if Spray and Prey gets two O'd, then there will be like some sort of tie, I think, unless they no, they got two O'd by uh Spirit uh by Spray and Prey if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um so yeah, they'll clutch like second place. Well, cool. Uh, um, yeah. So that uh, does finish out uh, Super Mega Death Rocket season. 
as well as uh, Spirit Rush. Um, I will uh, take Super Mega Death Rocket. Uh, Matthias, do you want to give your uh, surprise for Spirit Rush? Sure. Um, especially, I can't exactly remember how this team finally came together. Um, but it did seem a little bit slapdash as far as maybe not one of the higher tier drafted teams out of the gate. Um, but for what they have, they certainly banded together. Um, you had all of these like spicy picks coming out from obviously Dumartacuno still pulling the Anivia threat as he should. Um, you kind of had the Dumartacuno filthy bird man, another kind of bird memes going on. Um, they were surprisingly, I don't know, just, they just kept it light. They just kept it fun. You know, there, there's not very little hostility in their chats. They're just maybe not one of the best performing teams, but definitely one of the teams that had the most fun. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I feel like uh kind of slept on them a little bit. They clutched some, like, two O's that we weren't expecting. Um and yeah, I mean, the, the even the swap with Underdog Story and uh, Filthy Birdman, I thought was going to be a terrible idea, but it actually has worked out really well for them. So yeah, that's, I think uh, that's a surprise. Uh, is adaptation is it... actually being a, uh, a a winning formula? Is yeah. this Filthy's first season? Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Filthy I... is a uh, friend of Hobbit's. Gotcha. A a very nice surprise to the addition to the league. That was awesome. Yep. So uh, my surprise for Super Mega Death Rocket is the number of roster changes that that team yeah, has gone through. Of course. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Jadu. <laughs> Jadu denied. Boo. Boo. I'm Satan. Yeah. Ku Atomic. Yep. Someone else. Yeah, someone there else. There's one too. more, right? Was that, uh, Bat there... was that on that one too? Or is that a different team? Who? The Dave Batusai or but I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, we had five players change. We had a team. <laughs> yeah. An entire team. Team, team number fifteen uh went through on one roster. So yep. yeah. Yeah. Again, and Luminary kept his chin up I, I, the whole time. <laughs> I understand if life happens, but if you know on the front end that you cannot commit to an entire 10 week season, don't sign up. <laughs> it uh, does yeah. not feel good for the captain or your teammates uh, when you lose week after week because you do not have a stable roster. Yep. Uh, but. I'll give a, I mean, I, I'll give a shout out to like, uh, because technically this is Silent Whispers first season, and it's also Cocaine's like actual first season yeah. with us. I know he's been yeah. in the Discord for a while. Yeah. I mean, Ice Over joined as well, um, and we saw some really good games at Ice Over on this team, and even when he was subbing for D uh, Demonic Ascension, mm -hmm. um, I think Silent Whispers can bring a lot of spice to the league because. Uh, he had brought out like the Graves mid when it was good in the meta. Yep. He 
has brought out the Kogma too. Like he he has been bringing out like technically what's good in solo queue and has been trying to flex it in the fives. And whether I mean, they've won the game or not, he's done really well. I'll say this: uh, we just crested the one hour mark uh, mm-hmm. for. Players well, we did predictions, that, right? Yeah, we did. Uh, for players that you know are new uh, or even recent, uh, one thing you've got to you know kind of dig into the trenches on with this league is that salary shifts happen uh, and a new draft happens every single season. Uh, so you may have experienced the worst season, uh, and then the next season you go on to win the championship, and then you get to do it all over the next season. Uh, so. Definitely, you know, don't beat yourself up if you had a bad season. Uh, the entire team could shift. You know, salaries move up and down. Uh, we are so, a developmental league, right? Yeah, we are. We, we so try so to balance things improving. out. Yep. We want to get better. That's why we have the coaching lobbies. That's why we are a forefront league. We want to help people get better to raise their salary because that feels good. Yep, absolutely. So uh, can't wait for Monday night. Three games. Get them done. Uh, and then we go straight into playoffs uh, the following week with this uh, new playoff format. Uh, that we'll have some cross-divisional play. Uh, excited to see everybody there. And see you next Thursday for a, another episode of The Duck. Gentlemen, thanks so much. Y'all have a good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.